0: what you doing to me When you don't believe a word I say Hello, what's up doc listeners? This episode of What's Up Doc is brought to you by the wonders of freshly ground nuggets of highly pressurized and filtered caffeine. So I promise that this weekend I'll get you a big Labor Day weekend COVID update for our area and state before Monday because there's big news locally and at the state level. We've had a busy week getting ready to take about a 10-day hiatus with almost no time off since the COVID outbreak began. So the foolishness of the week. The CDC backpedals on only 9,210 deaths really from covid Now, I want to give you a disclaimer. Enter this podcast at your own risk. If you are not a Bible-believing Christian, or if you cannot stand to have an uninformed worldview challenged, please stop this podcast now and delete it from your device. You have been warned. So another QAnon-touted conspiracy theorist meme has sucked in the naive, politically obsessed, and uninformed. I've been thankful this week to be... Sent questions by some thinking Christian people who really do want to know the truth and know the best. And rather than just post and share things that aren't true, they actually had the wisdom to ask. So, just to read from a modern healthcare article this week that addresses this, and this very succinctly states what's actually happened with these numbers. And I quote from the modern healthcare from the previous week. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention did not backpedal on the number of deaths caused by COVID-19, reducing the figures from nearly 154,000, that is now 165,000, to just over 9,000, as social media posts claimed. The term, only 6% trended widely on Twitter over the weekend as supporters of this QAnon conspiracy theory promoted tweets that falsely suggested that the CDC had updated its record to show that, quote, only 6% of U.S. deaths tied to COVID-19 were legitimate, end quote. Even President Trump was among those who tweeted the information, which was later taken down by Twitter for violating their platform rule. I'm no fan of Twitter, but in this case, I don't disagree with what they did. The post, which received hundreds of thousands of shares online, were based on a regularly updated CDC data table that I've shared with you myself showing underlying conditions for those who died of COVID-19. The conditions included, as I've stated to you many times before, obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, and as well as the problems that are caused by COVID-19 itself, such as respiratory failure and pneumonia. The other 94% list COVID-19 and other conditions together, and there's the rub. Among those deaths, there were on average 2.6 additional conditions listed on the death certificate as causes per death, the public health agency said. As of August 26, the CDC had said that there were 161,332 deaths where COVID-19 was listed at the top of the death certificate or as part of the death certificate. Social media users over the weekend posted an older screenshot that showed 153,504 deaths. The post used the 6% figure to claim that the U.S. death toll was much lower, that is, 9,210. Quote, the CDC just quietly backpedaled and adjusted the U.S. COVID deaths from 153,504 to 9,210. Admitting that their numbers were so blank that they are off by a whopping 94%, end quote, said a post being shared on Facebook on Monday. And many of you have contributed to this, and you're you're culpable now. But such claims rep- misrepresent the data. The modern healthcare says that a death isn't excluded from the COVID-19 tally just because the person was obese or had diabetes or dementia. That just makes common sense, by the way. As a matter of fact, I've shared with you how the vast majority of deaths are due to other uh, disease conditions that made you more at risk for COVID death if you got it, and that so few died who were healthy and lean. Someone with heart problems still can be killed by COVID-19, and the death certificate could mention both as contributing. I just want to share a few simple Bible verses, and, and I'm I'm really concerned about a lot of people's not only emotional state but even their sanity at times because of some of the things that they get into. These are just some some wise proverbs from Solomon and others, and I'll I'll try to get the the few in that really apply to this. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going proverbs fourteen fifteen you know by the way, lost people don't admire simpletons. He that hideth hatred with lying lips and he that uttereth a slander is a fool proverbs ten eighteen We don't get to call fool in the Christian world, but God can every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly proverbs thirteen sixteen Sounds like about 80% of the posts, shares, tweets, and Um, links that I see. Wisdom is before him that hath understanding, but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. Proverbs 17, 24. I'm amazed at how so many Christian people cannot mind their own business, focus on the people and the things right in their own life, home, and community, and spend 85% of their energy and time worried about things that they can never have an effect on worldwide or in other cities or places that they have no influence over. If you see something and you don't check it out, this one applies to you. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in until afterwards. Proverbs 29.11 Now there's something that applied to the two men that contacted me yesterday and asked about this rather than posting it or sharing it. So, regarding death rates, death certificates, and COVID, I've reported to you that 80% of children's deaths, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, are attributable to obesity, regardless of race or other issues. We've discussed on our YouTube channel and on podcasts that over 90% of the deaths from COVID are related to preventable lifestyle diseases and conditions, especially related to obesity and all that that brings with it. I also personally have spoken to the director of the Office of of Registry of Deaths in the state of Arkansas and all of the vital statistics for the state of Arkansas. We had a good conversation, and she reassured me that we, like most other states, require that physicians and only physicians on their honor and as a matter of licensure for that state list that COVID-19 was the primary and proximate cause of death on the top line of the death certificate for it to be counted as a COVID death. We might list several other associated contributing factors, but COVID-19 disease must be the reason that they died, in our personal medical opinion, under oath. As a matter of fact, we have to sign an affidavit that the information on the death certificate is true and stand under penalty of loss of license and fraud if we falsify a death certificate. Yes, there have been some cases in some states in which the numbers may have been fudged, but the legal obligation and the issue of oath and honor will assure that only a few deaths are attributed to COVID-19 that aren't legitimate ones. And folks, even if this was 10% of all the deaths, which is preposterous, we would still have over 145,000 deaths right now out of the 165 to 170,000 deaths that were attributed to COVID even if there were mistakes. Just because the president tweets it, you don't have to share it or believe it. It's embarrassing to me as a believer and a Bible teacher that so many of us are falling for and spreading this kind of nonsense. So many of our brothers and sisters only read, hear, or look at what they want to and and don't expose themselves to the breadth of information available from good sources, and it's making us look bad. Yes, now I've got my dad voice on today, that my staff calls it, and I'm not going to apologize for that. This has got to stop. Now, regarding President Trump, I support him 100% in this election, not because I admire him or respect him personally. I don't believe that he's a wise man and no one to emulate in your personal life. He obviously lacks self-control and humility. I would love to have someone with his fighting spirit who was a wise statesman in the office, but right now we need a fighter who loves life, cherishes the Constitution, supports Israel, wants to see America great again, and will call attention to the putrid, incestuous swamp that Washington, D.C. has become. And he is the man for the job right now, whether you like it or not. Donald Trump is completely unjustifiable, but absolutely necessary. But some of us need to stand up for the king more than the president. Our allegiances are being twisted as Christians, and I don't believe that God's the one that's doing that. By the way, the only way America will ever be great again is when, as the French philosopher Alexis de Tocqueville said in 1838 in his magnum opus, democracy in America, he said, I sought for greatness and genius in America in her commodious harbors and her ample rivers, and it was not there, in her fertile fields and boundless forests, and it was not there, in her rich mines and her vast world commerce, and it was not there, in her democratic congress and her matchless constitution, and it was not there. Not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because she is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. In a day where clickbait includes things like Kayleigh McElnaney, Shred's reporter, or uh, someone on Fox News destroys Nancy Pelosi... So many Christians want revenge, pain, and a comeuppance to our enemies. And so much that they can no longer even see straight. Some of you are becoming so filled with hate by which our Lord is grieved. The world isn't impressed and wants none of this. And folks, I had to repent of this very thing after God took me to the spiritual woodshed over it several months ago. So, for my Christian brothers and sisters out there, Stop being so gullible and worldly obsessed. Stop focusing and obsessing about temporal, political, and societal things and start focusing on the vastly more important, infinitely more important, eternal things that will never end. Stop seeking revenge upon your political adversaries and start attacking the real enemy that you and I have and do that one by one, person by person, with love and reason. We need to love our neighbor as ourself. There's corruption in high places. The powerful are never going to get theirs. They want power, and no matter what amount of truth or reason they are aware of, it will never slake their lust for more power. They are never going to admit that they're wrong and come over to the side of morality and Christianity unless they are converted by preaching or a personal appeal of the gospel by someone like us. I mean, how exactly do we expect lost people to act anyway? We need to take our hope out of the temporal and place our effort and energy into the eternal. And that's what I, for my part, am trying to do daily. Folks, the gospel is the answer, not politics. I so wish that many would listen to and watch more Chuck Swindoll, Charles Stanley, Albert Moeller, and Adrian Rogers in conservative news and radio. At least balance it out a little bit. Some of you are obsessed, and I'm a staunch conservative saying these things. Our priorities have been warped, and we need to get back to the basics of eternity in the kingdom. The issue comes down to wanting the truth and what makes God happy, or wanting our way and what makes us comfortable. So just because the president or anyone else tweets something that gives us ammo against our political opponents or their presidential candidate or maybe the media, doesn't give us the right to spread false information that is deceitful based on an incorrect analysis of simple facts that are available to review. I could do the same thing that these people did at QAnon by saying, the CDC has reduced the death counts from driving while intoxicated by 94%, stating that alcohol didn't cause the accident and death, but the cause of death was blunt trauma by rapid deceleration. This is what we get so angry at the mainstream media for. And we're becoming not just users, but dealers. This country cannot be saved. It's gone. The day that we started allowing babies to be murdered in the womb and told God that he wasn't welcome in the public forum was the beginning of the end for the United States of America as we know it. And some of us need to just come to that realization. The only hope that this country has is for those of us that name the name of Jesus to live the life for which he made us in front of people around us who don't know him. So these things shouldn't stop us from voting our convictions, living godly lives, supporting those who align with Christian values, and personally resisting evil in our lives. We have a duty to be good citizens. I mean, we don't have to start watching MSNBC for goodness sake. The Lord didn't say we overcome evil with tweets, posts, and politics. What He did say was in Romans twelve twelve, Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Make sure that what you post, share, tweet, or email is first true, and second of all, good. James 1, 20 says, The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And he certainly didn't want us to run around on social media like chickens with our heads cut off, obsessed with popular culture and media claims. Some of you are wasting your lives, and you're going to give an account for it. God has convicted me of this, and I have absolutely sought to forsake it, choosing rather to try to inform and calm as many people as possible, and yes, today to reprove some. Hey, I'm not your pastor, but you chose to listen. Nobody held a gun to your head. Some of us need to forsake our wrath participating in evil, embarrassing ourselves with gullibility, and being the dealers of lies. We've got so much good that we could be doing right now with our neighbors, clients, families, and other church members. The light shines the brightest in the darkness, but many of us have had a bushel over our lights for a while now. The selfishness of Christians and the selfish focus of churches is the problem that allowed this evil and socialism and political insanity to take over culturally in our country. We've been asleep at the wheel since the 50s, and now we're reaping the harvest of that. We got prosperous, and then we got lazy, just like every other one of the great cultures and civilizations in history. And just by the way... The average length of the great civilizations in history is 252 years from the day that they became a world power. And that is 2032 in the United States. The only way that Christianity is going to thrive in this country again is persecution. And we better begin to prepare for it. At least twice a week, I review all the relevant data regarding covid and good medical literature. You have access. It's available to you freely. Use it and be wise. And remember, I really am trying to bless and serve you, even when it stings.